Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. All right, Jared, before we get started, you know this episode is sponsored by somebody, right? You know who it is? I, I'm honored that we have a sponsor. It is, it is, uh, it just feels good. But yes, I do know who it is because I love opening Pokemon packs. I know you love opening Pokemon packs. So we got to shout out Stray Collections with a Z. Stray <laughs> Collections with a Z. We always have to emphasize the Z part because I don't want people to get confused by that. So Stray Collections with a Z. Do you know what Stray Collections has now that he didn't have I before? Know. I don't know. A website. Oh, oh, oh we big time. Oh. Our sponsor, his YouTube channel is his main way to communicate with the community. So everyone, let's not lose our minds about Stray Collections. Now is a website. Go to straycollections.com. That's Stray Collections with a Z. And he can check out sealed booster boxes. He's got some Japanese posters and stuff like we got paradox on here uh i i want to see some 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 of the new set like this art for raging surf packs from japan that looks cool my boy garchomp's on the middle of that oh and the truth is the truth is in all this Corey, no one plays the game without a pack being opened nobody the cards have no the cards have to come from somewhere. I, I just, wow. My mind is blown. <laughs> no card has ever entered the scene without being opened from a pack. Incredible. A couple of, a couple of promos here and there, sure. We'll let that argument fly. But yeah. the majority of them, it takes people opening packs like Stray Collections or we don't get to play the game. What Stray Collections is doing for the TCG competitive community is unreal. It's like It's like giving birth to the cards. Stray Collections is Pokemon's mother. Unbelievable. Stray Collections with a Z. I think this is the best ad we've ever read. I am so excited for it. And now we ask you, after you've gone and liked and purchased from them, enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. everybody we are back to the uh canto region oh Oh, i said it right we're in the canto Corey's here that's me jared's here that's you (laughs) our listeners here hi we're getting rolling We're, we're jared what are we talking about today what what regionals took place around the globe well, we were uh, over uh, the pond, as it were, here in the States, uh, yes. to my homeland, uh, my ancestors' homeland of Germany, ah, and yes. yours as well. Yours yeah, as well. Yeah, quarter, uh, a, a quarter and, of myself, yes. 
So uh, we were in Dortmund and we were looking at a rather large three, over 1300 people participating in another giant European regionals. Still crazy that they can pull like, like 1300 there is 2000 here. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. So that, that is awesome. If this was like, let's say we're, let's go back in time, Jared, let's say we're 22 years old. Okay. Maybe 21. And, and, and we were in today's Pokemon prize pool, you know, age, would, would, would we be flying to these regionals in Europe? I would hope so. I, I mean, like, I think we'd have a blast, play some escape rooms. Yeah. Try out the local cuisine <laughs> and then play in a regionals. Let's go. I like it. I mean, cause like in the past, you know, you get some of these regionals and it's just like a bunch of European countries, right? And the flags represented, but like you see Gabriel smart here, top eight with Gardevoir. United States player, um, and that might be about it. But you know, that's interesting. He's there and uh, and rooting for him. You know, Rowan, 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 Rowan uh, yeah, now. Rowan. I can't. Yeah, we got to talk about Rowan. He was in top eight with Guardy as well. So you know, I love it. The game is is making people travel. And I, I heard on another uh, podcast, I won't mention it, but but there, one of the hosts was basically saying this is like becoming esports. And, and and really like the video game aspect clearly is an esport, but like I don't know, man, it's just blowing up. So we're gonna talk about Dortmund that had 1,300 players at it, which last year probably would have had like 700. Right. No, so. it's it's getting so big. And this Corey, this was the this was the tournament I dream of. Yeah. This is the spice was present, and not only was it present, it was in the championship game on really on both ends. Yeah. Truly. I mean, when, okay, the other, okay, so the, the top eight, we'll, we'll start with the, the three guardies, I like to say, uh, Rowan, James Cox, Gabriel Smart, three guard of ours finished seven, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Then you got to have a Mew because it wouldn't be a tournament in Europe without a Mew. Got to have a Mew. And then Charizard. Oh no, this was, um, Sablezard. Sablezard, sorry. And then you got every lost Tina because that's still lost Tina. But then, yeah, Golden Go. Against Shen Pao in the finals. Dang, that's we gotta love that. That's different. That's what we've been it asking was. for all year it long. Is. Jared, and can I say something real quick? Then you can say what please, you're gonna say. Please. If I were gonna tell you Shen Pao in the finals against a Golden Go, okay, but one of these decks does not have Manaphy in it. <laughs> we, clearly you would say oh the one without the mana fee loses right right when you right, say 100%. that come on they both because can can greninja they both can greninja fairly Those easily are flying everywhere the shurikens are hiya 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 like like they don't even need greninja break in this like you just have radiant greninja radiant greninja would have done really well in that deck now thinking about it in, in, in the old uh, shadow stitching Greninja days. Oh, you would have lost Ooh, your mind. Oh, that would have been a good <laughs> add-on to that deck. Anyway, but did that happen? Did the deck with Manaphy win? No. It, it did not. That's crazy. Was that what you were going to say? Did I take the wind out of your sails? No, you didn't take it. I was just saying, like, what a fun, what a fun finals. Like, if you're a fan of Pokemon – and you can respect that sometimes the best decks aren't in the finals, then you can enjoy what we got to. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. And we, what I was going to say is we even got a game three. Like we got a silver scrapes moment here where we got to hear the music and, and, and the whole thing went the distance. So 
it was it was really really fun and and the players were playing hard but i felt like they also weren't taking themselves that seriously sure so you think they like they were having like they didn't care or you were just saying they were like loose they were loose and like uh i know i'm gonna mispronounce our runner-ups names but uh uh mr van campen was on stream in between and he they're asking him like man golden go like how did you make this run and he was like i feel like i've won the lottery like i have no idea <laughs> i put this deck together last night i feel like, like I have, i've I won have, the lottery like uh, and that's a very uh golden go thing to say given his uh oh that's true and, and lots of coins uh, getting thrown around lots of coins that's so true. i think there was some satire in that conversation but like i you, you best good players are playing decks to expect to win it felt like you know these these were long odds to get both of these decks not into just even the top eight but they ran they ran out the best decks Corey. like it is fluky but at the same time like we've been talking especially about golden go saying like hey don't sleep on this deck yeah like don't sleep on now did we predict that this would be the finals no but you can't you can't especially as the meta is about to change both those decks are going to be up there. They will be, and and they will be, and, and I'm and I'm looking at his his route here to victory. You know, I always like to do this. You love the route. I, I love to know the route because your skill, your knowledge of the game, totally what matters here, right? But like we talk about, there's the variance, there's the coin flips, and the you go first, I go second, da da da, and then there's just your path that sometimes you can control and sometimes you can't, and. And I will say I'm not sure. So, so just quickly, the first three matches were unknown. Those players dropped or they didn't record it. Plays against a Snorlax stall and loses. So this is this is this is our boy Jelly. What did you say his name was? Jelly. I just said Mr. Van Camp. Mr. Van Camp. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I called you Jelly. If that's not your name, the Golden Go player <laughs> loses to Snorlax in round four, which is makes sense. I play a lot of Snorlax. I love it when I see Golden Go. It's easy win. For the most part, it's easy win. Then he loses again to Lostina in round five. So Mr. Van Kampen is three and two, Jared, after round five. You and I have been three and two several times at a regional. Many a time. Doesn't feel Many good. Many a time. I know it doesn't feel good. I'm like, well, crap. Why did I come to this? Like, I'm three and two. Then he puts his Michael Jordan jersey on and goes on the run. Mew, win. Unknown. I don't know what deck. He beats it. Ties uh lost box say supply mess, then just goes on the tear. Beats Gardevoir, beats Sablezard, beats a Gardevoir, Mew, I, uh, a roaring moon, ties a Gardevoir. He he he's sitting out round 15 and against what Snorlax. And you know what he does? He beats it this time. Different pulls out the dub. Different player that was playing Snorlax, but that must have been like where he felt like this is my tournament here. I can take a bad matchup. And flip it. And then he beats Gabriel Smartar, American um, hopeful, beats Gardevoir, and then the Lost Tina in the semifinals to get to the final. So th- th- that's our Golden Go route. Uh, your son has been playing Golden Go. Yeah. What have you noticed Elijah gets hung up on in matchups with his Golden Go against other decks? That's a great question. I think the biggest question, and I don't know if Mr. Van Campen would agree with this, but you have this amazing ability from the Palkia V-Star. And the deck runs pretty close to equal number of water and metal energies. And I think the question that's just going through so many players' heads as you're running this is, 
Okay, Golden Ghost pretty straightforward. If I have the energy, I can knock out a Charizard, I can knock out a Giratina. But at what point am I either putting those energies on my Palkia and doing a big attack there, or trying to set up some type of Greninja sniping play? So Goldingo in and of itself, I don't think is super strong, except for its drawing ability and its big numbers. It's really, in my estimation, a calculation of when are you using the Palkia V-Star ability. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're spot on there, because that's you get it one time a game, it allows you to get your water energies in play, because realistically, you're getting Greninja off one time with the Palkia move. You theoretically could do it twice. Like, you could. Right. All three, water, and then t- attach, attach a metal... And then and then you could do it twice, I guess. So you could do it twice, but that's really for the big, the big Greninja play. But the Palkia can just be a strong hitter and not have to waste your discard and all those things. I just think, and I know Golden Go is not Zorark, and I know we've talked about this, but it's just the ability of of a stage one, you know, GX. That was a GX. This is an EX, but like stage one heavy hitter that can also draw itself is so good. And I'm glad to start to see Golden go, but it does need a pairing because Zorar could just hit based on what how many were on your bench, right? But Golden Go needs some trainer help and item cards and superior yes. energies and all that stuff. I I I I was kind of disappointed the the Milo tech wasn't in here. I just feel like that's a good card in in Golden Go. You love that, but but I, I'm okay. So you bring up because we're both dancing around talking about getting Roxanne or getting Ionode, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But but that is what is the like th- these decks typically they're not going to get top finishes we understand that there's a lot of setup that has to happen but the one thing that both of these decks are is Roxanne and Iono proof your Goldingo is going to draw off of that Roxanne or that Iono this is this uh, Chi and Pao is running double the barrel your your odds go up so these decks can get up quick and then potentially finish you off and you're just like. Yeah. What, what 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 do you want me to do yeah <laughs> what 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 do you want what do you want what 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 do you want from me yeah i guess you're right i mean it, you know you could have a hand size of like i mean golden go hands are sometimes get just massive you know 12 11 you know 13 cards and then you get rocks down to two it does take a minute to build back up now you will draw you know especially you make all golden go active you draw two cards maybe there's a bench one that's three greninja four five you draw six like so you're gonna get back up to eight cards so maybe you're right maybe maybe the milo tick just doesn't matter and clearly it didn't because he didn't have it in there so what am i saying um well i was happy to see golden go i do think post rotation golden go does start to really see an increase in play because our options are limited and this thing is strong. It can draw cards. And what do we say for all our listeners? Like, if you can draw cards in your deck, you got a chance. You got a chance. You got a chance, baby. And let's 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 draw some coins. Let's get some coins. Let's go, man. Try uh, to get those superior energy retrievals in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts? Uh, did you watch the finals? I did. Okay. I did. What 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 were your takeaways from from the finals itself? Uh, the man, like you mentioned, the Manaphy really was uh, very big. We saw Mr. Van Campen get up to an early 1-0. I mean, Owen had nothing. Like, it really was. The first game was really nothing. And then you saw Owen really battle back and go after it, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it, it was a good match. It was a fun match. It was different. And like we've said, it, it felt like a preview of the future. Um, the only thing I would say, and I would love to hear you talk about this, is uh, don't, don't base your meta for your next tournament 
off of the winnings here, oh. right? Like, yeah. don't start teching for Goldingo and for uh, Chi and Pao. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I Again, Van Campen and uh, our winner here. Who is our winner? Uh, the winner, uh, da, 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 I'm like blanking now on his name, and it went down. Uh, Owen, Mr. Owen. So, like, you have these two, and again, I hate to look at the pathways, but this plays. And people that have, I mean, you guys know this, our listeners know this. If y'all have played in regionals, it matters your matchups. And if we're, if you're thinking Shein Pao can can hold up in tournaments, there's been a lot of Shein Pao in North American regionals and just hasn't taken the dub yet. And and we talked to Lucas Zing earlier this season. We had Aiden on as an, as a guest last week, a teammate of Lucas's had told us how great of a player Lucas is on Shein Pao. It hasn't broken through with the W because I still think the matchups are still tough. And so you look at Owen's pathway to his win here. And, and again, we talked about there's no mana fee. He goes round one, Maridon, he wins. Round two, he gets a mirror match against another Xian Pao. And he does beat that Xian Pao in round two. So he's 2-0. Round three, he loses against Inteleon Urshifu, which... That's going to be brutal with his fridge backs, but also, again, no mana fee, so your Urshifu can just punish, right? But, Jared, the rest of his tournament, outside of Magnus, who he played in round 15, he did beat, and Magnus is running the Kyogre build, None, no other matchup was he threatened by sniping. None. Mm-hmm. Round four was unknown. He goes he goes lost Tina, Maridon, um, Roaring Moon, Maridon, Tina, Tina, Gardevoir, Charizard, Gardevoir, Mew, uh, the Lost Box builds the Kyogre, Gardevoir, Charizard, and then in the finals against Golden Go, and still does not get punished for not running this mana fee. And I believe if this was an NA tournament, and I'm not saying North America is better than Europe, I don't think he wins. I think he gets punished for not having the mana fee, and I think just the matchups along the way, he just can't escape it. And so, but he did here, and kudos to him. He won a regionals. I have not, so I'm not saying anything. Great run, but I'm just saying the punishment for the no mana fee. He just had a great, great road to the finals. I agree, but it's also interesting now because the best players, and we had Aiden on the show last week, running that really cool Lost Box Kyogre variant. They're they're happy if you play the mana, the mana fee. Yeah, right. Play it so play it i yeah. would love that yeah we can, we can play a, a tempting trap game for 50 <laughs> minutes i have no problem with that but i i wonder if he's looking at it and yes i don't disagree with you that the matchups are favorable but i think what he's saying is like okay if i match up with lost box everything i'm doing is to get that greninja out everything i'm doing is to get that greninja out and i believe if i'm not mistaken i'm taking a look at their list right now yeah, th- this is they, they run more than one super rod in this deck. So part of the reason for that is the four pokey stop discarding things that you don't want to get discarded. But I also think looking at this list, maybe he said, forget the mana fee. I'm putting another super rod in. I'll bring that Greninja back and I'll just take another two prizes against Lost Box. Well, well wait, what you're saying he would just recover his fridge backs back with the super rod. Is that what you're just trying to say? Yeah, what, what I'm saying, and you saw this a little bit in the finals. He hit some brutal pokey stops. But one, he runs two back scalibers, 
one of them was prize and he discarded the other one mm. and 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 the the people that were casting the game were saying oh he's got to get a super rod well yeah. he has two in here so i'm wondering if it's the same mindset with your greninja also the iron hands is in here which is a great matchup into lost box so i'm really sitting here going like no manaphy huh? okay i just think he i he, he... I but you're not looking at it the other way around. His his defense against the lost box. I I understand if he gets on top of the lost box, I got I get you. But if the lost box gets on top of him, he can't recover. Like it, especially if he goes first, lost box goes second, and it can get the Greninja turn one. It's GG because he will always be a turn behind getting those fridge backs up. Now if he goes. If he doesn't get Greninja and he goes first, then he can evolve into the Bexcalibers. Okay, all right. Now the the Manaphy is not as important, but I do think early game. But in Greninja, I mean, I, I you know we didn't go through all the Greninja bills and his matchups, but like there, you know, where where was Screamtail sniping the fridge backs for one sixty? I'm the the Bexcalibers, so right. I don't know. I don't know. It's he, tough. He, he won. It's tough. He won. He got it done. And I mean, the other interesting thing about his build is just eight water energy, one lightning. Yeah. I've never seen that under 10 energy. Like yeah. he was stacking those trainers, man. Yeah. And I, I, I think it found some consistency. Yeah. No, I agree. Do you think, uh, I, I, th- I think I have been playing against this build a lot. A lot of, a lot of Shein pals online uh, in the last week. So I think people are copying this and just running it. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, don't uh, don't change your uh, your tech plays and the meta over this these this finals here in Europe, but definitely really cool to see two decks that typically haven't been in top eights nor the finals uh, win it. So I think that's been fun. Well, the the other thing I want to talk to you about is in terms of major tournaments, Corey. We're we're on a pretty big break going after this tournament if you look at all the different regions next uh north american regionals isn't until vancouver which is in the the last the second last week of march that's over a month in europe we're not looking at another tournament there till may may and that's euic i believe april april is i think euic okay i'm sorry then maybe that's just a regionals it might be i think it's another region they're they're gearing Uh, up for euic Latin Latin America is our next one in Brazil. We have another one in Brazil. All of them in Brazil. Uh, do not know how to pronounce the city. Not going to try. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that that is our that is our next one. And then Oceania, we don't see another one until Perth um, in gotcha. April. So that's two months out. So my question to you is, if you're one of the best players, or even if you're not one of the best players, and you're like, man, we're on a break. I know there's a new set in the horizon. What are what, I know we're not even on our education moment yet, but like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's the plan? You're uh, you know you're you're focusing on your studies right now. If you're in college or high school, uh, you're you're gearing up for getting good grades so you can miss all your classes come April. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I, you know, if you're the the Mahomes and the Zools of the world, you're still streaming. You're still making content. You're you're probably uh, going going a little bit far into the pool of decks that you can put together. There, there's probably some wild um, uh, sh- shuppet um, 
uh, I'm blanking on Bennett item lock decks that, that I've seen a couple online that I've run into. Uh, there's probably a lot of shenanigans. You're probably trying to bring Lugia back because that's fun in some ways. So <laughs> I, I, I think you're doing that. I mean, your, your team, if you're on a team, you're probably testing and just getting ready just for those last couple regionals before the set rotates because you, I mean, you, maybe you got a part-time job trying to make some money so you can fly to these places you're 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 blinging out your deck yeah. you're at league you're like hey i'd like to get some ultra secret rares in my charizard yeah. deck i need gold yeah yeah i need i need hollow energies for sure yeah no i i think that's what you're i mean all joking aside i i think you're still you're focused on vancouver but you're kind of at the tail end of this of this set of this rotation and ready to move on but you can't give up because a lot of these guys are chasing travel rewards and points to get to worlds and just the prize money here. So they obviously want to have good, good showings, but I think people are going to start digging a little deep, um, uh, into their, uh, into their bag of, of tricks. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, that's what I think is going on. I think it is. It's just like, it's like the dog days, man, the dog days of Pokemon right now. It's what it is. Well, I have, I have two questions for you then before we get to our education moment. Okay. Number one is, do you think, we will see some kind of new deck archetype come out of all of the downtime. Because for me, this is my favorite time. Like this is deck building. This is like you said, this is like deep dive. Have we really all overlooked something? Uh, So will we see like a new big deck or do you think we'll see a new sexy tech come out of this, that we run into Vancouver and it's like, Oh, it's a roaring moon. Oh, I didn't see that going with roaring moon. Like it's amazing. It's (laughs) I, I still believe that Iron Valiant is just like waiting. It it just waiting to erupt. And I think again, fridgebacks, you know, what is the little golden go guy? Pit, pit, pidgeys, gimme ghouls. Gimme ghouls, pidgeys, uh all your tech Charmanders. Ch- Charmanders, your Manaphys, your Jirachis, your Raltzes, all that, you know. Comfy. Comfy. Oh, love a good comfy. You smell that, Jared? <laughs> you smell that? That smells like, oh, I retreat and put two damage counters, then I retreat and put two damage counters, and I retreat and put two damage counters. Oh, I win the game. I, I just it's waiting. I just don't know what is wrong. I think it's going to make noise in one of these last regionals before the rotation. You want to be known as the person that piloted the first Iron Valiant regionals win before someone else does. So that's, I, I'm, I'm going to stand on this hill until someone rolls me down it. But I just, Iron Valiant, Jared. It, it can do it. It can do it. The Evolver, I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? This, It's got to be a thing. It has to be. It has to be. So that's what I'm going for. The other thing is, do you think we will see anything from Paldean Fates shake up Oof. any regionals that's coming up? Paldean Fates? What was in Paldean Fates? Was that the last set that came out? <laughs> that was the last kind of collector set that came out. But there's some there's some interesting things in there that 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 could change up the game. I don't know how you feel about the Espathra EX that makes opponents, you know, spend a little more energy on what they're trying to do. There's a lot of reprints in this set, but we did get a few more ancient Pokemon, future Pokemon. I've seen a couple lists focus around this great oh, tusk. 
Did this just like, come? I'm so stupid. This just came out? Yeah, this just came out very recently. Oh, that's why you're, uh, you, one of your uh, coworkers sent me a picture. One of your coworkers, one of your employees sent me a picture of him purchasing this. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. this is Moonlight Hill is in this set. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's time for Gardevoir again. Yes. Well, that, okay. I mean, let's start there, man. I think Gardevoir clearly gets gets played now. This is the card that we've been missing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm um I'm the secretary of the Gardevoir fan club. I'm not the president. I'm not the vice president. <laughs> That's probably Brent Tonneson as the president. But I, I'm the secretary, and and as secretary, I have been waiting for this card because this is what this is. I mean, Japan's had it for for a while now. This is what we've needed to make Gardevoir complete. Jared, do you, do you know what the card does? Should I should I, should I say it? I, I I believe it heals, but please read read it off. Uh, my phone just reset. So okay, here we go. Oh, it, now it's loading. So that's kind of awkward and uncomfortable. Okay, Moonlit Hills, <laughs> a stadium card. Once during each player's turn, that player may discard a basic psychic energy from their hand in order to heal thirty damage from each of their Pokemon. From each of their Pokemon. So, like, Cresselia's already started. <laughs> yeah, see- put away your Cresselia. Cresselia's already gone. They've already moved it out of the deck. It's not even played anymore. Now you don't even need it. So it's like, now I'm healing 30. I can attach more energy to my Gardevoirs, to my Zacians, to my... Well, Screamtail doesn't matter. But, like, you can now maneuver stuff. How many times... I mean, I, I know for you, you don't play Gardevoir. But, like, you get the Gardevoir EX. Someone hits it for 280, and then it's trapped. Because you can't apply more damage counters to it. Now, well, heal it. And you're discarding the psychic energy that you want in the discard pile anyway. And you're discarding the psychic energy. Moonlit Hill, Jared, that's my, that's, my, oh yeah, dude, Paldean, that's what it is. That's my, that's my top card right now. What's your, what's your uh, top card? The ones that are intriguing to me, obviously we have a lot of uh, reprints. I'm not sold on this whole Paldean student card i've seen i've seen a, some rumblings from some different folks about that uh i saw a couple decks that have been posted in our middle tennessee group about this great tusk ex since you can speed it up the same way that roaring moon gets speed up and then you just have this big attacker basic 250 health it's doing 260 damage isn't affected by the effects of your opponent's active pokemon it's just this bruiser uh, I've seen I've seen some of that. I'm I'm just really intrigued by the Espathra, right? Like this notion that you could throw it down. There's a couple stadiums out there that it would synergize really well with. And um, like again, unless you're playing Gardevoir against Gardevoir, ah. So the Espathra was the one that you ran at League that that said it couldn't be attacked once you evolve it. No, that was the oldest Bathra, the Nani X oh, one. This is the one with the, the dazzling one? gaze ability that it says, as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, attacks used by your opponent's active Pokemon cost an extra colorless energy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Got you, got you. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm catching up here. Oh, okay. So you had thought of a deck around that strategy. Yeah, right. I, I, and, and you for a long time have been talking about, you know, Giovanni's, from yep. the 151 set that takes an energy off your opponent, you get to lay another one down, which is what this Pokemon wants. It seems to be some fun synergies, but 
we do also live in an age based off of energy acceleration, right? If you're playing against uh, Chi and Pao with a backscalibur, this isn't that hard to get around. If you're playing against a Charizard, well, guess what? Charizard's ability finds three energy, not two. They could just slap three on the active Charizard, and you're in a big trouble. Although it is very interesting that this is a Leaf Pokemon, which is Charizard's weakness and Roaring Moon's weakness. So maybe not now, maybe rotation. This looks a little bit more interesting. Well, am I blind? Like where? Oh, there it is. I didn't have it like moved over. I was like, well, I don't see a Spathra in here. Um, so Cyball, one energy, psychic, one psychic energy does 30 more damage for each energy attached to both active. Uh, well, okay, I get it. Your ability is making them attach more energy, and then you can hit for bigger numbers. Yeah. If, you make the Char if Charizard has three, you have one. That's Still one not knocking it out. That, that's 150. 150. Man, you got to attach two energies to yourself just to get there. All right, you Giovanni, you're good to go, baby. You in Charizard, that does take what? What does that do? That does take one off them, but you would be knocking out oh. Roaring Moon. You would be right, knocking out Roaring Moon. And Charizard, like, it's so delicate with the energy play in Charizard, especially with some of the bill. I mean, we've seen five energies, we six, seven almost seems excessive. Like, if you're running yeah. seven energy, I've seen some with eight, and I'm like, terrible deck build. Why are you running eight energy? So, you know, forcing them to put three onto one Charizard is, is a little... Um, okay, sorry if I've sounded distracted. I There's a card I looked at. Oh, it's a stage one. I thought this was a basic. Moshold, colorless. Oh. 70, his move is family attack. 70 times the amount... Oh, wait, no. I just, I just, re I just read this different. There was one that does more damage based on special energy. Didn't I just see that? Did you see that card? I think you're losing it, old man. I'm losing it. Never mind. Never mind. That's a different <laughs> card. <laughs> well, anyway, this is cool, man. I need to I need to do a deep dive on this. I, I just think Moonlit Stadium, Moonlit Hill um, is still the card that I, I think is still just going to be the best out of this set. That, that affects... Clearly a good deck. Now, post-rotation, when you lose Gardevoir, the stage one Gardevoir, okay, then or the one prizer, that does hurt. But this is good. I like a little mid-set mid, mid in between sets. I don't know what you call oh, yeah. it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's spicy. It's spicy. Well, let's let's move now to our uh, education moment, if you're good with that. Yeah. I feel like we've already done some good educating. But uh, what we're about to talk about, learn about today is actually based on an experience that I had in league last week at our local league. Uh, I had a good run. It was 2-0, table one, going into the final table, and I lost my final match. Didn't mm. get the 3-0 dub. Sad days. Still chasing um, Still chasing it. Still chasing it. Still chasing it. But you and I had a good conversation afterwards, and I was asking you, I was thinking, uh, like I had this one critical turn. I made a move that I thought was best. I asked you if you thought it was a misplay. The, your ending thing was like, it's really a coin flip because you don't know what they have in their hand or what they're going to draw into. It could have gone either way. But then I sat back and I thought about it. I thought about my first two matches. And in my second match, I could have very easily lost that game on some mistakes that I made. So my, my question to you and the conversation I want to have and the education I want to give to our listeners is like, do you, when you win a game, do you think about the mistakes that you made? Should, should we think about a mistake 
as a mistake, regardless of whether it was um, a mistake in a winning effort or we're so critical of ourselves when it's a mistake in a losing effort. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, we're very, I would say we as everybody on the planet, but like, I know I am very critical and I think a lot of people are when you make a boo-boo and you lose, oh, it is just like heart wrenching. I mean, you want to go crawl into a hole and die. I mean, you're just like, especially when you make a pretty obvious misplay and you're just like pleading with yourself in your mind, like, oh my gosh, please, I can't lose. Like, please don't punish me for that. Please don't punish me for that. So then if you end up winning, I think a lot of times you just brush it off. Like, I know the right answer here is probably like, you need to learn from your mistakes and, and like, I'll never do it again kind of thing. Like, oh, please, please, Lord, if you just please get me through this, I'll never do it again. Like, I, I don't know if you remember, I think you go on to the next match and so much of the game is like, the, like we talked about the variance of it that you're just like, that's just another moment of just, I just misplayed, but I won't, you know, I'll go to the next match. So I, I think you clearly dwell on the mistakes when you lose. It's very hard to get over, especially if they're like very obvious. Like we talked about with Aiden, you have a regional champion. You have a runner up guy playing really well this year. Top five in the, in the U S I think he's killing it, but on stream forgets that Pidgeot does not get increased damage when you don't, when it's not your stadium or when it's, it has to be yours, not your opponent's. It's like, that is brutal. Like, how do you come back from that? But you brush it off, you keep going. But I think those are harder to get over than like the mistakes you make, but you still win. So like, I, I don't know if that's answering your question. I think it's harder to get over the ones that you lose. And I think the ones you win, I think you're able just to move on. Fair. I'm going to make an argument though that, and I'm not trying to increase our self-criticalness in terms of like how we beat ourselves up, but I'm going to make the argument to you that a mistake is a mistake and it's worth remembering and trying to clean up. So I'll I'll throw out I I I my second match and we're in this very weird format right now where we're only playing Scarlet and Violet. So I'm going to say the decks that were being run and you're going to be like you're a noob and I'm not listening to your <laughs> what podcast. What league is it, this? It, it was Cough Egregious versus Palmo. Uh that's that's where our league is at currently. Oh my God. But uh, my opponent played Mesagosa. How many times do you think I rolled for Mesagosa in that match? Uh, seven. None. I forgot about it every single <laughs> oh, turn. Oh, you forgot. I forgot that I can use Mesagosa, and, uh, and I'm 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 sitting there after the game, and I made a great move in my estimation to win the game. <laughs> but I'm sitting here, and he's like, "If I'm this other guy, I'm so mad that I lost to me because I didn't use. Me I probably had three or four turns I could have used Mesagosa." And never even opted to try. Dude, I think maybe once I did. I, I am pissed in another way because I'm thinking you're showing me up. And you're like, oh, so you don't even need to use my Mesagosa <laughs> and you still win? Like, screw you. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'd be like, you slow rolling me, dude. Like, use it. Use them. I'd be reminding I'd be reminding you. Hey, you can flip, remember? Like, do, do the coin flip. <laughs> that's that's oh, messed up. Man. Jared, you can't forget that. I, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, that's a mistake. That, ex, you know, maybe I roll all tails, uh, sure. but maybe I roll all heads and I'm accelerating my board state. Oh yeah. Right. To a point, to a, to a different point. But, but exactly what you said, I didn't even think about that until after I'm home and I'm like beating myself <laughs> up about the loss in the finals. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I, probably, I didn't even do that. Like, uh... I, but I think the psyche of somebody that's getting better is looking at that. And again, not yeah. like, oh, I'm so mad at myself, but looking at that and being like, 
I yeah. should have done. Like I need to, I need to remember that yeah. stadiums are affecting both of us. And I need to be thinking about that as I go through the game. Yeah. I'll say I've learned just, and this is like just online stuff, but like playing a ton of lost box lately is just like, you just have to triple check your energy counts all over the place. Like how many are in my lost zone? How many are in my hand? Obviously what's in my discard pile. And then you make your assessment. Okay. Well that's in my deck. So when you mirage gate, and you're like, what? Where's that water energy? And you're like, oh, yeah, I had two in my hand. And, and it's like, that's just a stupid mistake. And then that costs you a game. And then you quit because you're embarrassed. But it's like the next time it, it has been improving that I'm like, like on top of the energy count because I don't want to have that feeling again of when I, I lost. And there are matches where I win where it's like I mirage gate and I didn't have the energy, but luckily I had another super rod and I had another mirage gate. So I still won, but it was just like, oh, that was unneeded. And that's going to bite you in the butt, especially at a regionals where like you will get punished for those mistakes. Like you're not going to probably win a top eight match, Jared, if you're not Mesagovain <laughs> off of your opponents, you know? So that's I good. just forgot to use Artisone every turn. <laughs> I just completely forgot. <laughs> Who needs that? Now there's sometimes where you're like, you get Iono, maybe you don't want to shuffle your deck, so don't flip the Mesagova, Mesagoza, whatever it's called, Mesagoza. Sure. So you know, but anyway, that's that's good. I'm I'm sorry you didn't win the finals there in your in your. It's league. okay. I'm just trying to get you, me, everybody listening to say, take every opportunity, win, loss, tie, to evaluate yourself, and to try to get better. Because we talk about, we're big sports fans, and the old adage is you, you learn a lot more from a loss than a win. I don't think that that's necessarily always the truth. Uh, because here's the, here's the inverse side of it. After a win, how often do you say, this is what I did really well? After a win? Yeah. I don't know if I do that often after a win. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't that be great to not just relive the ecstasy of like, I won, but like, this is what I did really well this game. Yeah. Or even in a loss, yeah. this is still what I did really well this game. Yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think, I think there's room and, and opportunities to get better based on those scenarios. No, that makes sense. Uh, I, before you said your sports analogy, mine has to, had to do with, uh, you know, my old high school basketball coach used to quote John Wooden all the time. The old oh, legendary coach. UCLA Bruins, John Wooden. And uh, John said many things. Coach Wooden said many things. But one thing that, he, that stuck with me, and I use it in life, not just in sports or Pokemon. But, like, just get – he always said get a little better every day. Just, just a little. Even if it's just tiny, tiny bit, just make a little improvement every single day. And if you're playing Pokemon and you're trying to – win, you know, you want to win world, you want to win regionals, win a league cup, win a league challenge, win your league on Wednesday nights. You just want to get a little better every day. And if you can do that, then all the end of the day, when you're not even paying attention, you're going to be leagues ahead of where you were. So I think um, you're pulling the dub to this. We record on Wednesdays. You're going tonight. You're not going tonight. You're shaking your head for our people that are listening. You can't. They can't hear you shaking yeah, your head. This this recording is on Valentine's Day, and other oh. other other plans are. Uh, wow. At will. I cannot we'll, believe we'll actually, you're putting yeah. Valentine's Day ahead of your league. I just said get love, a little better every day. Disc, 
love disc would approve of such a thing where all my fairy pokemon out there all my fairy pokemon out there they understand where where are my sylveons at where you where at? are my sylveons where, at? where are you yeah, at sylveon they, <laughs> they understand well all right you'll take why well, i guess you can take one day off and then and or one week off and then bring it back next week so but that's that's a good lesson take don't dwell on the mistakes too long learn from them you win wins or losses. Yeah. That's a great word. Dwell, learn, don't dwell. Learn, learn don't, don't dwell. dwell. Learn, don't dwell. And get your moonlight hills into your Gardevoirs right now. <laughs> start trading. Start trading now. Do it now. Secretary Corey of the Gardevoir fan club says, get it into your deck now. Ditch your collapse stadium. Ditch, ditch all your other stadium options that you usually have going on in guard bar and get that moonlit in there. Uh, I don't know if I ditch collapse stadium, but uh, yeah, I'd say <laughs> if I, you can find room. <laughs> find room, but maybe don't ditch collapse, but find room. <laughs> Clearly, Jared doesn't play guard bar. <laughs> <laughs> There's other places, Jared. Like we said, we ditched Chrysalia already. Boom. <laughs> Moonlight Hill. <laughs> Moonlight Hill. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's uh, on our way out, let's talk about this. What should our listeners be tuning in next week for? We have no tournament to review. What are we going to do, Corey? Ooh, uh, maybe um, maybe we, should, we could look at some online data. We've done that before. We could check that out. That's always very interesting. We do have... A guest. We have that interview dropping next week. Uh, we won't say who it is yet, but it's interesting. It's a good one. Um, so we have that. So our listeners can look forward to that. But yeah, I, I just think uh, you know there there will be there will be the downtime for us. Maybe maybe Jared, maybe you and I throw a little uh, spicy deck together at each other and and get and get our thoughts, and then our listeners vote who had the better one. I don't know. I like that. I like that. Maybe we do I hope that. you're ready for. Uh... Hope you're ready for uh, Clay Doll coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're ready. We already knew that didn't work, so pick another one. <laughs> I got a. I got. I got, I got something I'm thinking about. Got something I'm thinking okay. about. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We're super excited, and we have been with the upturn that we've had in listeners. And we hope to keep continuing good content to you all as we follow along with the competitive scene and try to educate you on getting better at the game as Corey and I are trying to get better at the game. Yes, sir. We got to, you know, like, uh, like Aiden said, his sponsor, Jerry, you know, poor Jerry, he's traveling though. And that's, we got, we got to get to Jerry's level. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to go, let's go to every tournament, Jerry. Let's be Jerry. So let's be Jerry. Be Jerry, everybody. We'll catch y'all next time for Jared and Corey. This has been teach me Pokemon. See ya. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com, Teach Me Pokemon Podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.